0: Can't, you can't
1: censor, censor us. us this is uncensored parenting talking about the shit no one else will you've got questions we've got well we've got perspectives
0: Coming up on today's show is Dr. Eveline Molina-Dacker. She is a board-certified integrative holistic family physician and creator of the comprehensive framework STARS. In this episode, we discuss the topic of safe sex conversations. Dr. Eveline teaches us sexuality is part of being human and why it is important for our health and wellness, using STARS with your teens to empower them to have conversations on safer sex, how to use the STARS framework so it doesn't have to just be the act of sex, but discuss boundaries, desires, and creating safety for your teen. And of course, you don't want to miss Dr. Eveline's best parenting advice. This is Uncensored Parenting.
1: Hello, everyone. Today, we have a special guest, Dr. Eveline Dacker, who is a board-certified integrative and holistic family physician. She's the creator of STARS, which is a comprehensive outline used to discuss sexual safety with partners. Thank you, Eveline, for joining us today. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Hi, yes. Thank you for uh, having me, inviting me. Yes, I am a family practice doctor in Salem, Oregon. And that means I practice full spectrum, all age, any gender medicine. And this has given me a great insight to the human experience and how to keep the human experience happy and well as best as we can.
1: Great. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for giving us um, some support and information for our families.
0: Why is sex positivity important for youth?
2: Well, you know, I want to just say that sexuality is a really important part of what it is to be human. So just even starting there, you know, it's one of those topics that has been so tabooed in our culture that it becomes difficult for us to have healthy and meaningful discussions with each other, and recognize the importance of sexuality for our health and wellness. So, you know, it's important for all of us and where it's important for our youth is to start young and early recognizing the importance of sexuality um, rather than later on and rather than having an idea that it's something to be scared of or fearful of or shame, shame about. So the younger we can have these open conversations, sexuality is something that's normal and that's part of our experience of being human. And the most important part of it that I'd like to tell everybody, but especially youth, is that sexuality is something that belongs to us. And it's not just something that we do with another person. So much sex education, I think, is based around what we do with another person, and it forgets that it's actually something that lives in our own energy, and our own body, and the more that we can recognize that, and the younger that we can let people know, the less stigma and shame, and the easier it is going to be to talk about it.
1: Evelyn, I love... um this idea of that sexuality being our own. And I think that's um, really something I think I want to emphasize for youth today of understanding that it really is our own and not necessarily with someone else always. And that is something powerful. So thank you for um,
0: sharing that. What When you say talking about it with the youth at a young age, like what young age does that mean? Like, when would you start talking about this with youth?
2: <laughs> you know, I, As a mother, I'm going to speak for my mother first before I speak as a doctor. As a mother, I think it's really important to normalize all different aspects of the body. So, you know, sometimes we talk about sex as just something that brings orgasmic or orgasm pleasure when really it's just part of our bodies. So I often, when I was, when I had young children, I would talk about, you know, their vaginas and their penises and like how it's not just to urinate and how sometimes touching it could bring us pleasure. Or um, if you have a child that self pleasures and does self pleasure activities You know, oftentimes as a doctor, I normalize that. Like, yes, it's a comfort. It's something that the child's doing, not because they're wanting any sexuality. It's more that they just feel this comfort and this stimulation. So normalizing body parts and behaviors from a very young age, if you witness it. And then um, as a child is getting older, you know, starting the conversations of what changes can happen, the feelings that one gets is really important before they actually happen. I often tell people that the best way of having these conversations is in the car, when their <laughs> kids are in the back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, because that way you're not facing them. They could be uncomfortable. They could be looking out the window. They could even be pretending they don't hear you. But, you know, I, I remember one time being in the car with my son and being like, you know, someday you may actually like be playing with your penis, and you may think it feels so good that you keep doing it a lot and that you're going to break it. But you're not going to break it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You know, it's like sometimes just adding kind of humor to it and just realizing. I mean, he might have been like a nine or ten when I started talking to him about like self-pleasure. And, and, you know, using words like masturbation just because they may hear it and normalizing it, making them so they're not something um, that's full of shame and stigma. Mm. And, you know, also... Teaching kids is so important to teach them before they start getting exposed to things on, on the media, on social media. Because unfortunately, most, especially most children are getting most of their sex education through pornography and what they find on social media. And that's really scary. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's something. Um, actually, I just had a connection of, around. I just had a conversation with my son in the car today about this. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think that unfortunately, today's society, they get a lot of information from the Internet that's not as accurate. So, mm-hmm. um, OK, so let's talk a little bit about stars. Um, I, this is an incredible workbook. Um, and for those of you who desire to connect, um, with Evelyn, it will be under our description for you to have access, but will you share a little bit about STARS and what it means to you and um, how can people use it?
2: Yeah. So I realized in, as I was going through my own education around sexuality, because honestly, as medical doctors, we get very little education a month. Oh, the only education we get is what to do if things aren't working. Like if somebody is having a dysfunction, rather than if some, you know, dysfunction or dis ease, rather than if somebody is trying to be in their wellness, and how do we improve um, our conversations around sexuality? So during my own education, I'd like to call it continual sex medical education, um, I heard about people actually having these conversations before they engage sexually. And a lot of these conversations came from the, you know, kink community where they would actually talk about what they wanted, what they didn't want, as well as their sexual health. And I was like, my mind was blown. I can't tell you, like, this was probably one of the most important things that I learned is like... People actually communicate what their needs are before they engage. You know, and that's something that isn't taught in sex ed. That's something that I was never taught. In fact, most people weren't, and we don't even know how to do it. So I there was like 19 or 20 questions that came that were like part of this package, and I needed to teach my patients this. So I was like, "There's no way I could go through 19 different things. I'd be scribbling them out on sticky notes and trying to give it to people." <laughs> and so I came up with a framework that kind of succinctly puts all of these concepts into five different uh, big into five different areas, and the concepts have the acronym called STARS: S T A R S. And it stands for sexual health, also like your STI status, Um, your turn-ons, what it is you want, what it is you like, your your avoids, which could be your aversions, your triggers, your boundaries, your trauma your uh, the R is relationship intentions and expectations. So it's like what what sex means to you, who you are, what you intend, what it you know, what your intentions are with that person, and also what your expectations are. And I know people are like, well, you should never have expectations. But the truth is we're human and we do have yes, expectations. We have them. So it's so much better to say them, hey, like, if you're going to have sex with me, then I expect you to treat me nicely. I mean, that's, that's a, a duh. But really, I mean, a lot of people think that they're going to be treated nicely, but they're not necessarily – So that's just an example. Um, And then the last S is safety, safety needs. And this is not just like safer sex needs with condoms and contraception, but it's like emotional safety, physical safety, racial and cultural safety. You know, Um, it, it really is very expansive in terms of like, what are your needs around drugs and alcohol? And what do you need to actually feel safe in your body and safe in your situation? And so those five parts you know, could be as succinct or as in-depth as anybody wants them to be. Mm -hmm. And I realized once I created this that so many people have never even thought about those questions like they don't even know what it is they want they never thought about like what is it that makes me feel safe what do I even need you kind of just are thrown into this like thing in this relationship and the only thing you're really taught in sex ed is oh wait you're supposed to say no you're supposed to be scared of STIs and you're going to try not to get pregnant and that's it but you know how often do we talk about boundaries and what we do and don't want Often do we talk about the way that you enjoy being touched and maybe you don't even know the way you enjoy being touched, but, you know, it at least will make you think about it and and start processing this. So, so stars, you know, I say stars is a framework to have a conversation, but stars is actually a framework to understand yourself and maybe the most important person to have this conversation with is ourselves, When it comes to youth, I think the wonderful thing about STARS is that it doesn't really have to be about the sex act. You know, so much sex education, and we talk about sex so much, is in the sex act. And let's just be clear, it's usually based in a cisgendered, heteronormative perspective, meaning that we're talking about penetrative sex mostly in a vaginal canal sometimes in an oral canal and sometimes in an anus but that is what people consider sex and that's what we get scared over well there's a lot of people doing sexual sensual things that don't fit into that and stars really broadens it it broadens it it's not just about having sex but it's about boundaries it's about desires it's about what the meaning of sex is and where your personal safety needs are around it. So you can have a whole, I could teach you all about stars without ever even using the word sex. Wow, I.
1: this is, I mean, to me, this is mind blowing. And I think about had I had this when I was younger, Mm -hmm. I think I would have had a lot of, a lot more different experiences than I had Um, And it's it's in a way it almost provides a way to just have these conversations with any partner at any age. And it doesn't always have to do with sex. And I think that that's that's the piece that I hear that is really important right now.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, -hmm.
0: I think that like for me, it was like there's those fears of the STIs that we're taught in school and through sex ed and to even have the rest of the. The, the rest of the stars, part of the conversation, it just changes everything because, mm-hmm. I mean, who really knows what their turn-ons are when you don't even talk about them? You know, you were talking about your son and talking about self-pleasuring. It's like those conversations didn't happen. It was hidden. So even the rest of that is just eye-opening and huge for youth to even explore.
1: Yeah, and feels much more empowering. Mm. Um, This feels like a tool that so many youth could benefit and i would love to see it get into schools especially yeah. high schools yeah
2: <laughs> oh believe me
1: it's where it belongs yeah yes, it belongs. absolutely i mean even
0: just the idea of like holding hands with somebody what is this going to mean for us you know if we're entering yeah. in a relationship and i decide to grab your hand what does that mean to you because it could mean something completely different to me
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and yes i mean and even thinking about it being asked that question You know, and and sexual I really the thing about sexual health, too, is that, again, I'd love to change the perspective of sexual health from something that we when you hear sexual health, we actually think of sexual problems, you know, because we're like, oh, the problem of STI, the problem of pregnancy, the problem of, you know, whatever issues versus like the wellness part of it the part that makes us feel good, the part of it that gives us pleasure, the part of it that connects us to our bodies and to each other. And when I talk about sexuality with my patients, because I actually do, um, hmm. I often talk, and I often give the prescription of sexual pleasure to my patients, the yeah, self-pleasure, so they can learn it for themselves. It really is about integrating that in a positive way. So that's what sex positivity means to me. It really means like, becoming more empowered yeah becoming more empowered to create it as part of your wellness package Mm.
1: yeah all right so what advice would you give to parents around teaching this to their kids like what's the one big thing that you would say here parents this is what you can do for your kids these are the most important pieces what advice would you give those parents
2: I would advise them to get the workbook and do it for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) I honestly think that, like, when parents realize the importance of this for themselves, they'll be able to do it, teach their children. And, And... in fact, that's why most of the work I do is try geared to teach it to parents versus putting it in high schools and colleges. Because when parents learn it, when parents realize, they're like, why didn't I learn this? And then it's so much easier for them to teach their children. It's so, it will be so much easier for them to talk about boundaries and desires. And then that the sexuality has a meaning. And that safety doesn't just mean, you know, protection. I hate words like that. I'm sorry. I hate words like protection because it's like we cannot protect ourselves. All we could do is know what we need to create a safer context for ourselves. So, like, I think once we start learning all that and changing the language around it, parents will have a much easier time having conversations with the kids because they'll feel more comfortable with themselves.
1: Yeah, and there's this piece that feels um, really comforting around removing this idea of protection from and really getting solid with yourself of this is what I desire or what I need um, from this and being able to communicate that. That's what, to me, I feel like creates that safety for yourself in a relationship.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I I love that idea of just making, like saying, parents, you try this first. Like this, I mean, it seems like a, almost like a wild concept of like, oh wait, so I need to experiment with this first before I talk to my kids about it. But it makes sense because most of us haven't actually had an experience of having these conversations. So how are we going to teach it if we don't even know how to do it in our relationship or with ourselves?
2: And and you know, this workbook and having this conversation could occur, even if you're in a long-term relationship and monogamous with someone. I give it, I mean, I give this workbook to my patients who are like, I work in a very much more conservative um, community and it's not, it's one of the more conservative towns in, in Oregon. I have a very, you know, mainstream practice. So I have a lot of people who are in long-term relationships and oftentimes I still am saying, Hey, not all of it may pertain to you. It's a very, it's a very, it's a book is very broad to try to fill in these for many people, but there's some of it. And just thinking about, I've had patients who are in their seventies do it and then give the workbook to their grandchildren.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's That's amazing.
2: amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um,
1: well, our time is up. Thank you, Evelyn, for your incredible expertise. Um, and if l- listeners are wanting to know more, where can they find you online?
2: Yeah, there's a website that's called maketimeforthetalk.com. And that's the best place to find any resources, uh, including this workbook, which is free for download. Uh, and also, there is a website that I have with my name, evelinedacker.com. Um, and I will be releasing soon a book, on, a guidebook on sexually transmitted infections, uh, a way of destigmatizing it, and normalizing it, and not having any blame or shame around it.
1: Wonderful! Love thank it. you so much for your time. We appreciate your perspective.
2: Yes, thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to Uncensored Parenting. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Uncensored Parenting Podcast. We're, We're out. out. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.
2: Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Subscribe today.
1: Electric acid.